Hey, welcome to Pop That Culture. It's a big day, a big day. Because yesterday we had special guest star David on from Podquesters. Today we have special guest star Andy from Podquesters. Hey there, everyone. It's Andy. Good uh, Tuesday morning. Welcome to Pop That Culture, the show where you drink some soda pop and then throw up. We'll that do that at the end of the not show. not true. I'm sorry. End of the show. We'll do the barfing. It's also a big day because midterms, baby. You got to get out and vote. Woo! You got to vote. You notice there's no vote sticker here? That's we have not I been. I haven't. I plan on it. Yes. And regardless of what you think and who you want to vote for, exercise your right to vote. We've got the right. Might as well do it. Don't be a jabroni. Just do it. <laughs> Midterms could actually possibly be the most important of all they right now. They really can. So. You know, the, you know, I don't want to get all political because that's Craig Folley's bit. That's which true. Is that's a, like, you know, another two hours. Yes. But, you know, it's, uh, it can really shape the outcome of the election um, and determine how easy it is for one candidate versus the other. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to pretend I know things. But yes. I really don't. Well, Kentucky Fried Chicken exercised their vote, and they voted to have a new celebrity as the colonel. They've been rotating celebrities in and out. Yes, they have. Rob Lowe did it once. Uh, Norm MacDonald did one. Yes. Uh, Jim Gaffigan. Reba McIntyre, mm-hmm. first lady colonel. Which I was fine with that. I yeah. that was fine. It you was know? good stuff. I'm wearing a, I'm wearing a Wasp you t-shirt are. from Ant-Man and the Wasp. I am totally all about girl power. <laughs> So now they have Jason Alexander as the new colonel. Jerry! Yes. Jerry! <laughs> no idea! That is my terrible George Costanza, can't stand you impression. It's not that bad. I, I kind of feel a little bad for him because, uh, you know, Jerry Seinfeld, I mean, I'm sure he still has a billion dollars, uh, Jason Alexander, but Jerry Seinfeld's still doing his things, comedians in cars, getting coffee, mm-hmm. wildly successful, he comes mm-hmm. back with that. You, I mean, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, just show, 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 yeah, hit, Veep hit, is Emmy, awesome. Emmy, Emmy. I love Veep. Yeah, and then what has Jason Alexander been doing? I don't know, he hasn't done much since the uh, Hunchback of Notre Dame, and there was yeah. one like Cinderella musical. I remember the Cinderella. You remember I that? Think I was, I was like, I'm going to bring this up, and Sarah's not going to know what I'm talking about. I know exactly Wrong. what you're talking about. Yes. This show is called Pop That Culture. Clearly, Sarah has done her homework. Ten minutes ago, I saw you. That was one of the songs. I don't remember the song, <laughs> but I'll pretend anyways. That's actually close to the melody. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I don't know. I think he's a really funny person. Very funny. Why have there been no vehicles that can move him forward? Because or- Jerry Seinfeld took them all on his show. Comedians oh, and cars getting coffee. Legitimately, the vehicles. He took the vehicles. Yeah, I got the you ball! Got you got Joe, one. you said I'd never get a ding. I didn't even expect it, but I but oh it happened. Mm. So um so he's like, I'm not I'm not above taking money for commercials. I'll do this. Absolutely. I will be your Colonel Sanders. So it's all about like a family bucket or a meal or whatever. What is Interesting about it is that um, there's kind of a twist in the commercial that we're about to show you, which I think starts airing next week. Um, And it's a little surreal and disturbing. So here is Jason Alexander now as Colonel Sanders. A brand new day with the same old question. Hey, what's for dinner? The Colonel came in through our front door. KFC and her family of four. Dinner is over, but we don't want him to go. 
the premise for this TV show. Now when mom and dad drop the ball, the colonel is there to answer the call. Let the colonel take care of it. He can do everything better somehow. The colonel is your mom now. Also, he's your dad and the mailman Joe. Your nosy neighbor, Mr. Monroe. No one loves families like KFC. So let the colonel be your whole family and your couch. I I didn't expect him to be oh, the family, but the I couch. really did not expect Jason Alexander as the colonel to become the couch. Well, I'm like looking. I'm like you know. I saw the the, the end end picture, and and I go into these videos when you ever you have me on these shows. I don't watch them because right. I want to have. The a natural reaction. Yeah. And it's just like I look at like oh there's a colonel colonel oh the kid's all by himself. Wait a minute. Why is there a hand? Oh my God! He's a couch. <laughs> Genius. It took a it took a little bit of a, a a dark turn at the end there. It had a very too he many. Killed their parents. Right. Very too many cooks vibe. If you're familiar with that that video. No. Uh, get on the internet and check it out. It is like that, but it, the, the the this murderer like replaces everybody in the family, and it's it's like it's a '90s. Uh, sitcom intro, but it just keeps going for about 12 minutes. The intro. <laughs> I will have to watch. It's that. very good. Too many cooks. It's Too called? many cooks. All right, I'll get on it. Now we have both seen something, mm -hmm. which is Deadpool 2. Mm. And when it comes out on DVD, they still want to give you some extras. Oh, they got to. They uh, they want to give you a little extra love and spoonful. So they have added uh, 15 minutes to the movie. Some things that they cut out of the movie, possibly rightly so. And one of the things that they cut out that they're actually sort of excited that they've added back in, or at least Ryan Reynolds is, mm -hmm. is they had a scene in there where, uh, where Deadpool sort of time travels to possibly kill baby Hitler. That is great. Which has been a question for a long time, because a lot of people are like, oh, I'd like to go back in time and I, I would stop the Holocaust, but I guess I'd have to kill Hitler when he was young or maybe when he's a baby but then you're killing a baby uh what do you do <laughs> like right. when you're just looking at a little baby well beyond that then you're affecting the whole timeline you know and right and one one little thing changes you know we could all have like an arm growing out of our head or something I mean who knows yes um and then we're constantly saluting <laughs> Hitler clearly yeah. I I read I read an article about Ryan Reynolds talking about the scene and they were in the the cutting room and they were like is it tasteful uh, you know it was like dancing around that line because deadpool is very much like uh the character th that they portray walks that line very well right uh but they decided oh we're going to take it out it could be a dvd extra uh ryan reynolds was very happy with all the jokes and he was even okay with the one joke that got pulled which was a joke at disney's expense <laughs> I think they should Which have left we, that in. We for will sure. never know what it is. Really? Because and it's all because, you know, they've been flirting with this Fox uh, Disney deal for so long. So obviously they're not gonna try to ruin that. Yeah. Um well I guess they did do a test run where they showed this scene with him, like over the crib with baby uh, Hitler, and then he draws a mustache on the baby with a Sharpie. And the audience was kind of like, Ugh. and so they realized, oh, you know, we this may be not, yeah, yeah, we shouldn't not, cross, 
cross this line. And so they didn't, but for some reason they think like, but it's amazing to put it on the DVD, which people will still see. Well, you know, they got to entice the fans to, to buy the, the discs, yes. you know. Yes. Now, how do you keep fans coming back? How do you top yourself is always a question for the movies. And it's a question for the Mission Impossible movies. I mean, I don't know what insane building cliff mountain vehicle Tom Cruise can be hanging off of next. But there's really, <sighs> they kind of feel like there's nowhere left to go on Earth. Maybe they need to boldly go <laughs> yes. where no Tom Cruise has gone before. Yes. So while still promoting Mission Impossible 6 Fallout, there was a reporter from Collider who asked him if they had ever considered going into space. Mm. Pigs in space. Um, <laughs> So he answers that question, and then he also has a little extra bonus story in here about what happens when Tom Cruise tries to hide in plain sight. So here he is talking about Mission Impossible in space. Have you guys come to take a mission into space? We've thought about it. Um, it's like, how do we do it? Do you know what I mean? How it's the mechanics of getting it there. And... Uh, you know, how do you build a sequence there and how long can we have that sequence? And how long, you know, because if I went up and just dropped, it's the kind of time, how do you put that into the structure of a screenplay, sure. of a mission, and how do you do it? You know, the way when we're doing these things, there's, there's so much story going on, as opposed to just, you know, just a cool shot. We want character and story going throughout. So we're always, we're always looking at every, you know, when I'm looking at things, like I can't help but look at that building up there and think, or the Eiffel Tower. And, you know, we're seeing stories and what, what could the team do and what could we do and what will be interesting for, for everyone. But we have thought about that. Did, did, have you, did you come close? Or is it one of these no. things where it's like, we, it's just not there yet? It's just not there yet. I mean, we've talked about a lot of things and some of, some of the things we talk about end up in later missions. There's a lot of stuff that McHugh and I talked about since Ghost Protocol that ended up in Rogue and stuff that ended up in Rogue or we talked about in Rogue that ended up in this movie. Sure. Um, I, I know I got to go, but I want to ask real sure, fast. Uh, I heard a, a really great story that Rebecca dared you to ride the metro into London. Is, is, can you share what exactly happened? No, she didn't dare me. I was like, "Come on, let's go." Oh, it was you daring her? No, I said, "Let's just go. We're going to go right now." Right. I was well, like, "Come on, let's go." Was it? Were you guys like filming? And it was like... No, we were working. Uh, I think it was on Rogue Nation. We were working, and there was bad traffic. So I was like, "Let's just go to the metro and just go in." I just put my hat on. You know, my headphones and, right. and just no one there, and no one picked you out. It was wonderful. You know, people on the on the metro, they're all reading their stuff and they want to be in their own world. So I just get on and we're there like this. And I remember I was I stood up at the pole, and there was a, a young girl who had her headset on. Must have been about sixteen, and she she's just looking at me, like this. And then she just goes and she just looks at everyone on the train like that, and then she just goes back and she looks at me like this. And I just went. <laughs> And she went, all right, you know. <laughs> that was a really creepy shh. I'm just going to put that out I, there. Shh, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> I'm going to suck you into a cult. And you oh, God. No, Scientology. Um, two things. One, mm -hmm. have you ever had a celebrity occurrence in the wild like that? Where you're just doing something and you're like, oh God, it's Julie Roberts at the grocery store. Like, you know? uh, no, I went to New York recently and I was kind of like on the lookout for that. And you know, my mentality was, if I see somebody, I'm just gonna 
Be chill. I'm going to chill. Like, you know, I, I just wanted to have that experience. Like, Michael Scott thought, oh, it's Tina Fey. And then he just walks right back Conan O'Brien. But it's not <laughs> Tina Fey. Right. But well, yeah, you, you I, didn't see anybody? I didn't, I didn't see anybody. Oh. I mean, I went and saw a play with a famous person. Right. But... I feel but, like they're constantly filming in New York, so like your opportunities are good. There's I was always, a little surprised. I mean, I was in Central Park. I did go to Times Square, uh, went on Broadway, and it was just like, okay, nobody, yeah. nobody famous around. Okay, well, whatever. When I was have you? When I was college age, um, I uh, I used to live near um, Birmingham, and uh, the celebrities, if they were coming to town to play a show would stay at the Townsend Hotel. Mm -hmm. That's where like everybody would stay. And so there's really good celebrity spotting in Birmingham. And um, so I went to a coffee shop and I was there with one of my girlfriends and we saw Steven Tyler of Aerosmith. And the, um, I think the love in the, not love in an elevator, one of the videos, what's the one where like a green guy kind of like peeks out of a, of a girl's body? Do you remember that video at all? <laughs> no, nothing. It's like a little alien. I think Sarah's not feeling well right now. <laughs> Um, a, I like to apologize. There's a thing where a green guy <laughs> comes out. Regardless, we didn't know what to say. It was a really big, he actually, That's, my point is, is that he right. had like songs on the radio and videos at the time. And so this right, was like, right, right. this was like a celebrity that, like if I saw him now, I'd be like, oh, it's Steven Tyler. But at the time, yeah. it was a bigger deal than right. he was there. Yeah. I mean, the closest thing I've had is I was working on a film set with, and Eminem was there. Ooh. Uh, really nice guy. Super nice and super considerate of the crew, which really? which impressed me as being part of the crew. He was like just like super. The cameraman was like holding his camera like super low, and he had to go ask the director a question. He's like, "Hey, hang on one second. I gotta go ask. I know that's heavy. I'm sorry." And he didn't have to say any of that. Is this the Eight Mile? No, no. This was a uh, the video he shot for the BET Hip Hop Awards recently. In the parking structure. Uh -huh. Oh, very uh -huh. cool. Yeah. Again. Super nice, super considerate of everyone's time uh, and efforts. So, great guy. Yeah. I was such a, because all the women who saw Steven Tyler in the coffee shop, like, they figured it out, and he loved it. And they're all like, sign my boobs, teach me to read. And I was like. Teach me to read. <laughs> I was like, oh, hello, sir, and welcome to Birmingham. Here, here are a bunch nerd. of breasts. <laughs> Enjoy. Yes. There are snacks and bagels available up at the counter. Did yeah. I mention the breasts? <laughs> Jeez. Um, two, how long do you think it will be before we have real action shot in space? Um, okay, so if Elon Musk stops acting like a crazy person. That'll never happen, but um, go ahead. You know, that's a possibility. I know that, like you talked about yesterday on the show with Lance from NSYNC, oh. wanting to go into space and mm -hmm. Virgin Galactic. Uh, you know, I think it's, it's we're definitely going to see it in our lifetime that there will be sequences filmed in space. I mean, we already see sequences filmed in the, correct me if I'm wrong, David, upper atmosphere? Right, like base jumpers or like, there, there's somebody filmed the fall. Like. Right, so NASA has those uh, parabolic planes that do like the whole like upper atmosphere and then dive right. down to simulate gravity. But um, wasn't there a person who did like a... Like a parachute. There was kind a of guy thing. from oh, the Red, Red Bull. Thing, yeah. The yeah. Red Bull thing. He he took it was a balloon. Technically in space, right? Technically, it was like it was right on the edge of the atmosphere. Pretty yeah. Much. Like mm. as close as you can possibly get without being. So I kind of feel like I could see Tom Cruise doing that sort of a stunt. Well, in, I mean, in the, the, the jump he did. The jump. He did a halo jump in in Mission Impossible, the recent one. Oh, did he? Yeah. The, it was a. Uh, they they had a sequence, a uh, special feature where they were showing the filming of it. 
and they were only allowed to, they were doing it like at sunset, so they only could do one a day. Okay. Um, I think they pretty much nailed it on the first take. I wow. Think, I think, but. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, I agree with you that I think we will see we will. it within our lifetimes. We will. For sure. Although. <laughs> I don't care if I'm 90. I'm, I'm going to space. Oh, that's a, that's, I'm perfectly good. Never. Nope. Just, nope, not, Whatever. I will stay. Not, I want to go like. boldly where <laughs> only some men have gone and would love, and women as yeah. well. I did skydiving once and I'm, and I'm good. Like that's, I did it and I'm out. Like that's, I, I was strapped to uh, some guy named Sporto. <laughs> Sporto? That was his little nickname. Oh, he was wearing goodness. Tiva sport sandals and he had done countless jumps and he was super casual about it. Foreign? No, no, he wasn't. I could just name, hi, my name is Porto. We're going to do a jump today. <laughs> Strap yourself in. We're going to have a and hell of a time. Now it's going to be jump. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, it was more kind of like like hippie, like, hey, yeah, we're Some just going to so reach this height, and then we're going to do a somersault, and we're good. And Rip like, it. <laughs> oh, you know who's not good? is uh, movie pass. Wow, oh, if they had problems. Man, just. This is just, it's like, it's like watching a car crash in slow motion, I feel. You know, in concept, it's, it's a great idea, but yeah. it's just like, they keep like, okay, we realize we didn't make, we're not making money, so we're just gonna downgrade it a little bit. Oh, we're still not making money, downgrade it a little bit. I mean, as an avid moviegoer, it's like, this is a fantastic idea, but they just can't execute it. I know, I they, so yeah, they keep, legitimately they said every other month they keep changing the rules mm -hmm. on this thing and then last week we had the story where they just straight up ran out of money for a minute and had to shut it down for a day borrow money get it back on up and running and it is up and running but now they were like okay remember before when we thought we had our business plan worked out we did not so now uh, you used to be able to see one movie every day of the month for 9.95 now you can only see three movies a month for 9.95 which is still a still bargain a great deal now does that is that only like specific times is that just food premieres you know i'm not sure because they said that they they kind of looked into what people really disliked about their service um one of them where you had to like take a picture of your stub and email it to them for like proof or something i don't know i didn't i don't know so have it. it was a reimbursement <laughs> or something and then there was another one where it was, like you say, only certain times or you couldn't see like first run, like first opening weekend movies. And there were all, so they've gotten rid of most of the rules other than the fact that you can only see three movies a month. I mean, it's still worth it, but at the rate they're going, it's going to be like, you have to pay us again to see the movie. Right. Pay $9.95 and then pay $9.95 per movie and then... Give me your firstborn child. Yeah. How do you have any trust with your customers? It's crazy. Yep. So when we get back on Pop That Culture, I feel really bad. This wife went all out for her husband. And then when we tell you what happens next, you're going to be very sad for her as well on Pop That Culture. Hey, you guys, it's Raphael of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Guess what? The only thing we can get down here in the sewer is Geektainment Weekly on new radio media. Turtle power! Maple Lane Golf Club is a 54-hole golfing treasure located in the heart of Sterling Heights. 
Maple Lane Golf Club offers immaculate greens, a top-flight pro shop, and inexpensive green fees. For convenience, book your tee time online at maplelanegolf.com. Come out and enjoy a great golf experience. Try our Nine and Dine special, nine holes of golf, and enjoy food and refreshments in the Clubhouse Bistro. That's Maple Lane Golf Club in Sterling Heights. Check us out at maplelanegolf.com. Hi, I'm Art, and we're the crew at Tuffy Walled Lake. We've been in Walled Lake for 20 years, and through our knowledgeable staff and customer satisfaction, we've become quite the cornerstone in our community and to our discerning customers statewide. We know how important your vehicle is to you, and we take pride in our impeccable, affordable service, and we're trying to get you back on the road as quickly and safely as we possibly can. Please stop in and see why everybody comes from all over to get their car serviced at 784 North Pontiac Trail in Walled Lake. At Murray's Park City, we're known for offering customer service you won't get in any chain store or online. But don't take it from me, just listen to what our customers have to say. The employees at Murray's are knowledgeable, courteous. They make you feel like you're at home. Pick up a can of Seafoam Fuel System Treatment for only $6.99 or a 5-quart container of Mobile One Motor Oil for just $28.95. Murray's Park City and Pontiac Trail at Maple Road in Walled Lake. We've got the parts you need when you need them. Can we pretend that airplanes in the night sky like shooting stars? I could really use a wish right now, wish right now, wish right now. Can we pretend Welcome back to Pop That Culture. Remember, remember the one time when I said there was a green guy in an Aerosmith video? Yeah, and I called you crazy. <laughs> well, he still hasn't seen it, but I know it's in there. Okay. But we've narrowed it down to the Aerosmith song, Living on the Edge. Okay. Okay. <laughs> David, David just have his own show over there. Of course the video is ridiculous. It was the 90s, right? Yes? The 90s were <laughs> ridiculous in general, but I loved them. Yes. I, yeah, they had their own flavor, for sure. Um, there is a woman in Alabama who married a guy who is from Wales. Right. Yes. And so they got married last July, but it took 12 months before he could legally move to the United States oh, okay. to be with his wife. So she has been waiting um, for over a year now mm -hmm. to have her husband in the United States with her. And this past Friday is when he was supposed to finally fly in and they could be together. Happy ending. Uh, Isn't this so cute? And she's like, well, this is a momentous occasion. Right. So I need to do what most people do for momentous occasions, which Go is to, out to dinner, coordinate a flash mob. What? And she did. She got a whole bunch of local singers and dancers. They were going to do a whole montage mashup of coming to America today. <laughs> uh, I'm going to be 500 miles um, at last. I knew you were waiting and welcome home. So she had Aww. this whole thing. That's super so cute. And she gets to the airport. She's got all her buddies and her pals. And they're like, five, six, seven, eight. Da! They do the whole thing. And then she's like, hello? Hello? Where's my husband? Flight? <laughs> delayed <laughs> and he was not going to show up until the next day Ooh, i hope no. she uh <laughs> somebody filmed it okay and she put it on facebook and she's like well, will you guys please like this because i worked really hard on it and this is for my husband <laughs> and like they're like Hacha! no crickets nothing i wasted the jazz hands <laughs> on you <laughs> wasted the good surprise on you 
Also, so, I didn't realize people still did flash mobs. Wasn't I didn't like, either. And, you know, it's just like, okay, whatever. If, you know, but the thing is, she was doing something nice for her husband. Yes. I, you know, I didn't realize it was that long that they were apart when yes. I heard the story. Uh, but, you know, it's the thought that counts. And there was a lot of thought that went into it. But now he's got to top that. As a dude, how do you top that? What do you do? You, uh, just, you <laughs> uh -huh. go buy a monkey. Uh-huh, that's and then, step one. And then, then you, you dress the monkey up in some sort of uh, people clothes. Yes. And then you do a flash mob with, with a monkeys. bunch of monkeys. I'm a genius. I would watch that. You put anything with monkeys, like in people clothing, I just go bananas. Uh, I got two. That's spelled up, but two. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I just, I'm, I'm obsessed with monkeys. So, uh, yeah, flash mob with monkeys. Somebody do it, please. Make it so. Sarah will pay you. With five American dollars. <laughs> that's all I got. Yes. Oh, now this one is definitely a pull at the heartstrings story. Say, Massachusetts police officer is retiring after 30 years of service and on the job and uh, he is riding doing his final radio call mm -hmm. and he expected the police chief to do they do like a whole like you're awesome yay and they do their final sign off together he had uh, has two sons one passed away in a car accident a couple years oh, ago man. the police officer and then his other son he thought was across the country doing something else and didn't realize that his son had flown home as a surprise and was at the police station with the chief to surprise his dad so that his son is actually the one doing the final call. Oh, man. Um, and yeah, I know. It's a, yeah. And uh, the policeman, he gets teared up and it's a, it's a doozy. So enjoy police officer retirement final call. Officer Dwayne Aladu, batch 1041, you are officially code 5 at 11, 17 hours. The Salvage Police Department in the town of Salvage want to thank you for your dedicated service to the law enforcement profession. We wish you the best of luck in your future endeavors. Congrats, brother. 10-4. I thank you. Time to go home. Just, it's time to go home. Thank you. 348 to all units. It is my sincere pleasure to announce that as of 11, 17 hours on this day, after 32 and a half years of service, my father, Southbridge Police Officer Dwayne Ledoux, is retiring and has given his final Code 5. It is my honor to acknowledge this Code 5, to set free a man who has sacrificed so much of his time for all of us, so, he, so that he may spend the rest of his life discovering new craft beer, exploring this beautiful country, and most important of all, chasing glory. Officer Ledoux, badge number 1041. Dad, you are officially Code 5. Love you. Is that Nate or is that Treadway? <laughs> he did come home. <laughs> kind of an influence on a kid 
that something like that is done for me. Not because I want to feel good, but because I want to make a kid's life so good and so wonderful that that it happens to me. Like that that was incredible. That was that was a very beautiful moment. Yeah, I loved it. I hope it gets even. I mean, it's already pretty viral, but I hope right. it's like everywhere so everyone can get to see it. It was super sweet. And you will have that moment, I am sure, mister. Well, unless, you know, I buy monkeys instead of children. I, well, then the monkeys will do something yeah, really sweet. Yeah, don't give me a monkey flash bomb. Yes. Gotta and bring little it back. tiny girl outfits and they'll bring you bananas. Gotta bring it back to the comedy. Monkey flash mob. Uh, there, there, this, this missing person story has a happy ending and I kind of love it. There were two old guys who were in a retirement home. Huh? They decided, we're going on an adventure. Adventure! We're gonna break out! Adventure's out there! Adventure my, my, my time! My house flying away! And Come they on. wanted to get to the world's largest heavy metal festival? Yeah, there was a lot of yes. that. Yes! Oh, lot circle of, hair like, whips. Ow, my neck. I don't have any hair anymore, so yeah, I can't do it. exactly. They were like already in like a neck brace, so they're taking uh. lots of back pills for what they were going to... So uh, the retirement home was like doing headcount at, at one day, and they were like, where is... Where's knocking worse? Like, where did these guys go? These dudes walked... 25 miles took a little bit of public transportation but they walked most of the way to get to this heavy metal festival that's pretty metal right there that is metal yeah yeah. put a little bent horn on that yeah right that is is insane like you know as as a guy that's been to a few metal shows in the past uh those can get pretty pretty nuts mosh pits and even if you're not partaking in the mosh pits the general consensus of the crowd will just start jumping around and for these two old dudes now i'm just picturing the two old muppets oh did you see that he cut that pig wide open and he's covered in blood who is it it's uh uh walter david help us out waldorf stand in waldorf yeah Yeah. stand in waldorf because they're named after hotels, yes? Did you hear that sweet so guitar riff? Story. I can't hear anything! <laughs> Whoa! I need to see the puppet version of this story. Oh like, my gosh. Even the metal bands need to be puppets. I want to see this whole thing. So they had, who did they have? They had Judas Priest at this festival. Oh. Uh, Walking Dead on Broadway. I didn't know that was a thing. Cannibal Corpse. Love them. Cannibal Corpse. Die from Sorrow. Mm. Arch Enemy. And these old dudes were like, we must rock! We will get there. My wife showed me this interesting photo the other day, and it's like, it was a challenge, like try to read these metal bands' logos, and it's just like you look at them. I got two. I don't like twenty, because they're just so... all like, oh, brutes, <laughs> and destruction, and it doesn't even look like words. And then the one at the bottom was like party time, and it was like all in balloons. And I was like, you're like, well, that one I've got. That band I want to check out. So I know like a lot of metalheads get this, um, you know, they, they seem kind of harsh and all that stuff. But if you ever like see like people who are like disabled or elderly or at a metal show, they're really nice and really accommodating to them. So I'm oh my sure gosh, these guys yes. had a really good time. Oh, I'm sure they did. Well, so when the cops finally got there, they said that they were a little disoriented and dazed and dehydrated. 
But that's kind of like anybody who was at that yeah. show, I'm sure, really. That's, they fit right in because everyone's yeah. kind of like, what day is it? Where's the water? I have to pay how much for water at this show? Oh, my God. I need to use the bathroom. But just they, went. They, uh, Gotta go again. The guys, uh, the two old dudes were like, all right, all right, fine. Call us a cab. We'll go back to the retirement home. But they didn't trust them, so they had the cops follow the cab home. <laughs> they were like, these two, I don't know. They were still wild at Corizon guys. They want to get back to the retirement home, but they also want to sneak out and do more fun stuff. All right, when we get back, because the Brady Bunch house has been in the news so much, I've been seeing lots of Brady Bunch articles. One that pointed out some disturbing things from that TV show, and we will go over what they are next on Pop That Culture. Hi, I'm Andy. And I'm David. Join us for fun and adventure on our new show, Podquesters, where we fight through imaginary battles and pray to the dice gods for good rolls. Yes, it's an epic, sweeping adventure. We try to fulfill our destinies without driving the Dungeon Master crazy. I thought that was the point. Anyways, check us out here on NewRadioMedia.com, Fridays, Podquesters. See you there. Advertising your business these days can be challenging. Traditional radio and TV ads are expensive and, frankly, a bit of a crapshoot. Not to mention, the audience for over-the-air material is shrinking as more and more of us demand to see and hear what we want, when we want. Advertising on new radio media is a solution. With our live streaming programs that are also available on demand, your message is always ready when your customers are ready to watch and listen, all for a fraction of what you'd likely have been paying for other ads. NewRadioMedia.com. Call Buzz Van Houten at 248-939-9999 for more information. A study from Johns Hopkins researchers indicates a high-fat diet may lead to the development of new nerve cells in your brain that influence how much you eat. But it's also been known for decades that the brain continues to form new nerve cells well into adulthood. So for now, it appears the process occurs not only in the parts of your brain associated with memory and a sense of smell, but also in the ones that control your various body functions, including hunger and thirst. One researcher believes that your brain functions this way as part of your body's survival mechanism. When food is abundant, it generates cells that will make you eat more and make you store excess calories as fat for use when food is not readily available. But the problem with humans, particularly those in developed countries, is that food is almost always readily available. So the more you eat, the more fat you store, and the greater becomes your appetite. With another prescription for your health, I'm Dr. Jim Bragman. I can do this all day. No, oh, I can't. No, I can't. Oh, God. Oh, uh. man. It's too much. We didn't train. We did not train for everything we need for pop that culture today. Uh, there's been a lot in the news about Brady Bunch. We were just talking about that before the break. I do feel a little bad for Lance Bass oh. of NSYNC because he thought he was getting his dream TV sitcom house and he was going to redo the interior to look just like the actual sets yeah he thought he was gonna buy 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 and then he went bye 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 uh yes 
he what you were wait like yesterday he was like I was gonna jump I, I, in with the was, bye bye bye. That was a planned joke. But then we were running out of time, so you're welcome. Thank there, you. There was an opening. My dreams <laughs> have come true. I can die now. Day number two of bye bye bye. But yeah, so there was an article I saw with some interesting things by uh, Nikki Swift about things that you notice more as an adult when you watch episodes of the Brady Bunch that were a little weird. First of all, you know they are a blended family. Correct. He had his three boys, she had her three girls in the pilot episode, which I very vaguely remember. It was like, because usually in the reruns, that's not the one they rerun. They rerun like most of the Mm -hmm. other ones. But in the pilot episode, when they're getting ready for the wedding, um, they make it clear that Mike's wife died. Like the like uh, Bobby, Peter, and Greg's mom, mm-hmm. wife number one, dead. So he's a widower. But they don't make it clear what happened to Mrs. Brady's husband. Ever. And so we don't know if there was a divorce. We don't know if he fell off a cliff. At one point, they did an interview with Florence Henderson late in her life, and she's like, I like to think the explanation is that I killed my first husband, and I was the first black widow. Well, that's for her. I mean, that's what she said. No, I know, but... That that you know, I was gonna I was gonna say you know, there's probably a body up in that attic, so that homeowner's <laughs> gonna find it and be like, oh my god, Ooh! the writers had to write him out because she actually killed him. He was her first husband. So yeah, I never noticed that they never explained, and the girls never like really the children never ask about the the first families right. ever. I mean, I never even thought about it as a kid watching these reruns, because mm-hmm. obviously these were reruns, and then they made the movies right. in the 90s when I was a kid. But I never, like, thought to ask about it until they did the one movie where Carol's husband comes back. Right. Because technically we don't know if he's alive or dead. And he wanted to steal the horse. <laughs> yes. I think he, the guy who plays her husband is the guy from Office Space, isn't he? Yeah. I'm not totally, not totally positive on that. The other thing that they do, and this might just be virtue of TV sitcoms or whatever, but they're assuming that there's going to be a pretty large pet cemetery under that astroturf in the backyard because they would have pets for one episode and then you never saw these animals again. Like the animal I think you saw more than once was Tiger, the dog. Mm-hmm. Like initially the girls had a cat and then that cat didn't make it to the first house, just boo 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 boo. And then at one point I think Bobby had a parakeet. You see it for one episode, you never see that parakeet again. There were turtles, there were frogs, there were all of these animals that they get to have their one plot point. And then I'm assuming that these kids are just terrible pet owners. We show must have had a catch and release policy. <laughs> But you never think about no, that. No, you don't. But like, where the hell are these animals well, I don't that they think, introduced? Like, back then, television and, and movies, like, you know, they didn't think about really sequels, and, and for movies especially. But for TV, it was just like, basically every episode, like, nothing really connects. Right. Like, it's just, here's a lesson we're going to teach. Yeah, lying is bad. Stealing is wrong. Always be honest. Don't murder. Yes. So those kind of lessons... And, you know, it's just like, they really didn't have, like, a big overarching like a big story. They, they never, they didn't think about that. Yeah. No, they certainly did not. 
so many questions unanswered. Um, this one was actually answered and hysterical. Um, if you watched an episode of The Brady Bunch where you thought, you know what? Greg seems kind of high. The answer to your question is, yes, he was. Uh, yeah, legitimately bro. stoned while filming this episode. So I couldn't remember my lines, man. <laughs> hey. So there, there's an episode where uh, Greg Brady's in the driveway, and I think he's working on a bicycle or something. And Mr. Brady comes home, and he's got a boat strapped to the car, like a big canoe or whatever. Mm -hmm. And Greg comes over, and he's like, sweet, man, it's a boat. And then Cindy comes in, and he like doesn't know like how to look at her or like what to do next or whatever. And so the actor, Barry Williams, said that he initially thought he had that day off, that day of shooting off. So he was hanging out with his brother's friends, and they were smoking down. And then he got a call from production, and they're like, oh, we screwed up. We, there's one more scene that we need you to film. And he is high as a kite, and he's like, okay. So he walks on to the Brady Bunch set. I got and, this. <laughs> no, it's going to be good, dude. I got it. Oh, I got my it. weed. I'll be back. <laughs> yes. So I love that, that he's actually legitimately high. You, know, you never Bunch. think about that either, that you know the, they were actors portraying this super you know clean uh, cut, clean cut nu nuclear family that they are they all have their own individual personalities that aren't reflected on the screen of course you just, you, I, I just never thought about that like now something else that we all know like their backyard is ridiculous because nobody has an astroturf backyard i mean that set was so set ish mm -hmm. but i also didn't notice that like in the back glass sliding door, there's no glass there because I guess it would have, there would have been a glare or something. There would have been a reflection camera. for cameras, you know. Um, I, I don't know if they hadn't invented the technology, the anti-polarizing lenses. As a film guy, I feel like I should know this. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it's just, it was just easier, you know, shooting, shooting with glass and reflections and mirrors is always a nightmare. There are ways to shoot around it, but back then, you know. Yeah. Now, there were a couple of things that they did that were a sign of the times and then also them being sort of like pushing things forward. In a lot of shows, if they showed the mom and the dad, they would have separate single right. beds. But uh, Mike and Carol had one big bed, and they were in it and flirting with each other all the time. So, like, you knew that Mike and Carol were constantly getting it on i always thought that was a hilarious concept like you know and i love lucy like lucy <laughs> we got a separate bed because we're on a television it was just like it's just not real life no not at all but the censors were so scared to scandalize anybody so they were willing to have them <laughs> they could only see us now <laughs> they were willing to have them be in one bed but something they were not willing to have which i didn't even ever notice this before so world famous jack and jill bathroom for the kids right the girls bedroom is here the boys bedroom is here there's a jack and jill bathroom in between it doors on either side um they have sinks it looks like there's a shower in there there is no toilet in the Brady bathroom. I don't know where these kids, if there's like an outhouse in the back or... They just went in the back in, in the shower. <laughs> if there's like a bucket in the shower or what Oh, there's there is, no but... bucket. You just go right in the drain. They drink <laughs> a lot of... Stomp. Waffle stomp. <laughs> I don't know what a waffle stomp is. I don't think I want to know what a waffle stomp is. I think that means shut up, Andy. You're going to get us sued or something. Oh, is that a code word for that? Okay, but yes, no toilet 
because it would be scandalous for people to see a toilet and think about the kids actually having bodily functions, I guess. I don't know what it was, but they... You would think that the shower would be more of the thing, you know, but I guess that the kids, I don't, I don't know. This, it's this weird, weird, though, right? Weird, that's, that's weird. You, that's you didn't weird. even think about it, because now, my God. You watch. I just want to go back and watch old TV shows and just analyze <laughs> things like, hmm, yeah, see, this is strange. They've... We had a lot of uh, weird things, but you're right. Um, it's blown up, and now everybody's allowed to do everything, practically. Which we have an example of some crazy crap in a new Netflix TV Ooh. show, which is starring Emma Stone and Jonah Hill. They were wee babies the last time they were on screen together for Superbad. Mm -hmm. And now they have teamed up again for this bizarro show called Maniac. And it's two people who signed up to be a part of this drug test thing, like a drug, drug trial. Right. And in order to do it, they also want to try and reprogram the human brain. So they kind of... That's to, always a good idea. They have to go through the journey of their mind. So it's sort of like eternal sunshine of the spotless mind. Oh, that's and like weirdo of their own memories and things that they hope could happen to them. But it looks dark. Um, and I feel like I saw pictures of Jonah Hill in his costume from this movie at least two years ago. So they've been filming it for a long time, but it's finally together and ready for consumption next month. So here's the trailer with Emma Stone and Jonah Hill and Maniac on Netflix. Do you know where you are right now? I'm in a drug trial. What do you think is wrong with you? I'm sick, but I don't matter. What would you say this trial is showing you about yourself? Is this therapy now? It's not therapy. It's science. Once you begin to appreciate the structure of the mind, there's no reason to believe that anything about us can't be changed. Pain can be destroyed. The mind can be solved. How many of your subjects have ended up catatonic? Zero. Roughly. My head doesn't work right. I thought maybe these people could fix me. Sounds stupid. That doesn't sound stupid to me. Okay, people, let's begin. In five, four, three, two, one. mind is playing tricks. This is some multi-reality brain magic shit. I don't know what's real and what's not. What did you do? Come on, wake up! Every time I separate them, they just find their way back together. You're not protecting those people in there. What do you think, Mr. Andy? Okay, so... <laughs> A lot of the times, actors, like in the past, you know, it was seen that when they went down to TV, it was like, 
okay, you aren't as successful anymore. Right. And I feel like Netflix has really changed that. And to see these two in this kind of a performance, like, I'm super excited. I think it looks great. I think it's really just like something different and new and interesting that we, that we don't see a lot of days because everything's rehashed now. Yeah. So it may lend from other themes, but it's it looks incredible. I mean, I'm super excited. I don't know what else to say. That, Net- Netflix it up, Maniac. They've been working on it for a long time. That's going like to be good. They figured out something pretty awesome. All right, we've got a couple things we when we get back, including a very controversial choice for a network TV show. If you've ever wondered how long it takes for somebody to be forgiven for doing something kind of gross and terrible, the answer, according to the TV show The Voice, is four years. And we'll talk about it next on Pop That Culture. Want to stay informed, entertained, and enlightened? Get connected and stay connected today to New Radio Media. The new Radio Media app is now available for download in the Apple and Google Play Store. Just search for NRM Streams for unlimited access to archived, live, new, exciting, and unique content. Welcome to Geektainment Weekly, all for free. Do it now. Stay connected. And action. And millions of ducks. Two guys go to newradiomedia.com. The Arts and Entertainment Channel on New Radio Media. Dot. What's going on in your neighborhood? They say it takes a village. It's the simple things. The things that are a testament to the old. The things that are a testament to the new. Know what's going on in your community. Check out our community channel on NewRadioMedia.com. It's all about you, and that's the way we like it. Where you're going. What you do to stay fit. What you're eating. What you're thinking. And how you're feeling. Join the conversation at NewRadioMedia.com's Lifestyles channel. Stream the life you want to live. associated with Deadpool now. <laughs> this maniac, oh. to my right, is not Joseph. I should have been a maniac. <laughs> oh. Is uh, is Andy from Podquesters. You may know him from such things as Podquesters. And uh, and thank you for, you know, coming in and helping out. Thank you for letting me come back. I thought I bombed so bad last time that I was going to be laughed you out of 
Laughed at old Hollywood. Crazy. Yesterday. Hollywood. Yesterday we had the amazing David who uh, helped us out. Today we have you. Mm -hmm. And then uh, for the next three days you get repeats because we're just that awesome. Vacation. Uh, yes. Yeah, so the voice is going to be coming back for their 15th season, which. What? Right. I just, I, when it first started, I was like, nah, what you know, People like, aren't sick of these types of shows? You know, I mean, like, oh, the spinny chairs, oh, it's different than American Idol. We have blind auditions. You're like, all right, well, that'll carry you for a couple seasons. But I didn't think this was going to go all the way to 15 <sighs> seasons on the TV. Um, but in the very first four seasons, mm -hmm. one of the judges on the show was CeeLo Green from mm -hmm. Narrows Barkley. And then he had to take a step back which i don't think was really his choice it was more the network like oh you have to go because you have a scandal and it was pretty gross and we don't like the implications of anything coming from that scandal but the um one thing that he did plead no contest to in that was that he drugged a girl's drink but there were possibly other terrible horrible things that were happening but that's what he was actually charged with at the time <sighs> and then I mean, you didn't hear a boo from him, like songs, shows, commercials, like he had all of those things going and then poof, crash, nothing. And now he's back. Left in 2014. I think the incident was in 2012. Mm -hmm. um, and now Adam Levine is like, I'm just going to bring my buddy, my pal, the possible sexual assaulter onto the show to help mentor these kids. All right. I all right, I, I can't. I can't just keep shaking my head and saying nothing. Okay, uh, so I find this deplorable and disgusting. Um, I don't know if all of the information, because I didn't know about this scandal, mm -hmm. but if there is any inkling that any of that is true, why would a network keep somebody on like that? Because you're obviously going to split your audience. This is the same right. thing that's happening with the Chris Hardwick thing, where. Oh, AMC brought him back. NBC's like, ah, fine, we'll bring back the bring him back for the wall. It's like, why? He's he's nobody. He's just he's just a, a fanboy. You know, it's all about money. But you're you're still you're splitting your audience in half. And I'm not saying that that he what he did is true or not true. I'm staying out of that. But it's just kind of ridiculous that you know we're still allowing these things to happen and people getting away with it. Or that they just, like I said, like there have been different amounts of time before people are forgiven. Some yeah. people like Chris Hardwick, that was like about a month. And they're like, all right, all your shows are back. With him, it's, as I say, taken four years before Adam Levine was like, oh, I have an idea. And the network was like, yep. But this is totally some guy that has like some inkling of talent in comparison to him. I know I'm going on a bit of a rant here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's all but right. But you know what? Just. Don't be a jerk. Don't drug people's drinks. Don't sexually assault. Just be nice. End of rant. Simple rules that we should all be able to follow, but clearly they're very difficult. Now, this is a story that I thought was possibly just a tabloidy, not real story, but this woman actually ended up going on a British chat show to tell them all about it, which is that she is exclusively dating ghosts uh, she feels like they are the best lovers mm. and that she would like to try and find a way to have a baby with the ghost that she is exclusively dating now 
So here is this British woman whose I'm sure not real name is Amethyst Realm. <laughs> sitting down with a host and hostess to tell them all about ghost sex. Sex? Yeah, I had sex with the so, ghost. With a ghost? Yeah. Yes. But you can't wrap your arms around a ghost. No. So how, what, how physically, how does, how, how does the sex bit happen? You, you can still feel it. Like, it felt, it was kind of, it's difficult to explain. Like a weight? Kind of a weight, but at the same time weightless. And like a physical, there's the breath and stroking. And the energy as well. I think the energy was a lot to do with it. Do you feel a connection? And does a sexual experience with a ghost end in orgasm? Um, for me, yeah. Oh, gosh, <laughs> so wow. Or fans for the ghost? I just hope so. Let's hope so? <laughs> so if you don't know if the ghost is having an orgasm, how do you know if his... Science time, kid. <laughs> how do you know if his ghost sperm is, is impregnating the egg? Well, she still hasn't figured out the how to oh, make a baby part Oh, she hasn't figured it yet. out? She hasn't she figured has, out the baby part This woman wants attention. <laughs> That's all she wants. I just love the faces of the two people trying to They're like, oh, interesting, <laughs> right? Yeah. This is going to be great for our ratings <laughs> because you're a lunatic. Jeez, oh, Pete. Oh, oh, Amethyst. They made a movie about, not this, but like a movie where a girl had, uh, she had sex with, with what she thought was her boyfriend and he, he was like wearing some kind of like, costume to like try to creep her out and they, they had sex and it turns out she had sex with a ghost and anybody that makes has sex with this ghost gets like a ghost std i'm not making this up this is a real thing i can't think of the title but it's a real thing there is there no better way to end this show than ghost, ghost STDs. stds so you're welcome pop that culture thanks for hanging out with us and we will see you soon Bye. y'all come back now you hear? here